Oh, yes. <laughs> I know. I know, guys. I know. Um, I actually took a took a break. Um, <laughs> there is so much going on on my end. And so I was like, let me take a break. And like, when I say I take a break, I took a break from everything. Like, and also just what's been going on, you know, in our, in our world. Um, <laughs> I am not a robot. I am very much human. And when all of this stuff is going on, I was like, okay, I need to go ahead and chill. I need to chill. So welcome back to Livy's Corner. Um, we gonna keep it light and breezy. We're not we're not gonna get down off into it. Um, I want to give a shout out to DD who reached out and and gave some encouragement um, <laughs> when I needed it, child. Thank you so much. Um, I will continue to break things down for y'all and you know just keep it moving. So this episode. <sighs> It's going to be in a couple parts because, child, listen, listen. First, we're going to talk about the Justice League, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Okay, we have to talk about that. And then um, the Oscar nominations were released. And mm, I'm, I'm happy, but then I'm not happy. It was a 50-50 kind of reaction for me. Um, and we'll get into that in that segment. But, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then I want to talk about the um, Nat Geo uh, Genius uh, Aretha three-part episode. Whatever this thing is. I want to talk about it because... I actually am enjoying it, and um, but there, of course, there's some drama. So I'm just like, mm. so we're gonna break that down as well. But let's get into the Justice League. Um, first off, Zack Snyder's Justice League to me is the end all be all of Justice Leagues. Okay, so far, this has been the best DC put to screen. Now, it's not perfect because there are some things that I was just like, Mm-mm. but for the most part, this is the best thing <laughs> Warner and DC have done. Period. And. With Zach being like he is he is very visual um with his delivery. And if you look at his movies, you look at three hundred, you look at Dawn of the Dead, you look at Watchmen, you look at that, all of those films have a very unique um visual aspect to it. It's very visual. And the color correcting this guy uses. Oh my gosh. And when we're talking about Zack Snyder, we have to discuss. He is in every single aspect 
of creating the worlds he creates. So not only is he in the costuming, not only is he, you know, in the health and fitness, the mental fitness, um, not only is he, you know, a part of the writing process, not only is he like directing it, producing it, like he is in every facet of his films and you, and it shows, it shows. And what he was able to do here is something that has made him a legend. He is legend now. Like he, I think he had been chasing the, the rabbit, um, the carrot down the rabbit hole of, you know, Hollywood, um, directors, legendary directors for a really long time. Um, with this though, with this, oh, he there, he there. And I also have to give him props for shutting down, shutting down these fandoms who want to sit there and mask their racism, their sexism, their misogyny, all of the things. Want to mask it as, oh no, but I'm a fan of the franchise. No, 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 no. You can still be called out and taken to task, which he did. Um, like a few days ago on the Den of Geeks podcast that he was a part of. Um, they were talking about Justice League and. He was like, hold up, so before we get started, let me go ahead and shut y'all bitches down. What I'm not going to do and what I do not support is the racism that has been on here and the sexism that has been on here. Now, the racism, is he's talking about Ray Fisher, and then the sexism, he's talking about Amber Heard. And you know, I don't already went there about Ray Fisher, um, but when we're talking about Amber Heard, these... People are signing these like petitions to get her removed from the Aquaman series because they mad she like divorced Johnny Depp and Johnny Depp looks bad. And so it's just a mess, but it's a mess that nobody needs to be involved in. Um, They were saying that she was too fat to be on <laughs> Aquaman and I'm like are y'all kidding me stop like it's just so much they doing the utmost and so he put him on blast he was like no like <laughs> he didn't say no names but I know exactly who he was talking about because I was like oh no whoa so and then okay so my favorite part of the Justice League or <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League this version of it was that Cyborg was able to become the cyborg he was supposed to be. And um, he is very powerful, very powerful, Um, which they all are, you know. But this is a new character. Like, we didn't really have, you know, a lot from him in the... Um, theatrical release of the film we didn't like we I don't even I'm gonna be very honest I don't even remember 
much of Cyborg in the theatrical cut. Like, I remember him, like, standing in a window, um, (laughs) and, like, arguing with his dad, but it was so not flushed out, and it was just, like, I don't know, it was not good. And then, um, his treatment there, and I also felt like that was a main reason why... Ray was so upset because he was diminished to just not even a sidekick y'all so to get that opportunity to you know have a fully flushed out storyline and plot line it was empowering to see it like I was just like oh no he did not go there he did such a great job um, the visuals, like I said, Zach is very visual, so those was gonna look good. Those was gonna look, they was gonna look good. I appreciated how, um, Stephen Wolf was more, he was as, he was flushed out as well. I liked the respect that was put on every woman character in this film like they were shot like they were characters not like they were sex objects and for me uh is it Mora or Vera uh Amber Heard's character um in in Aquaman um I mean you just look at the difference the and there are stark differences like I'm just like man she was so lush here she was more she even had more to do like I'm like how y'all have her in a whole movie and she was just like eh but then you have her in this version of the Justice League and she is like she's not even in it that long but it's still like I'm just like, what is y'all doing? I don't know. I feel like Warner didn't want to put this out because it was going to make them look bad. And it does. Like, I cannot imagine being a Warner exec right now. I, I don't want to be in those emails or DC exec right now because this thing... This version is crushing it. And they are like, dang, is we going to have to put this out like for early access because people are dumping on this movie. And I'm going to be very honest. <laughs> I was like holding out on getting a HBO subscription because of the price. I was just like, man, I ain't trying to pay that a month. But I'm glad that I did. Because it is quickly becoming one of my favorites. Um, It just has... The library is so extensive. But this movie here is the jump off. And I was so glad. I was happy about how the Amazonians were treated in this film. Um, Not much changed on the... Superman aspect um, from the 2017 version to this one. Um, So that didn't change much. Um, We got a little bit more Flash. 
Um, didn't get. I mean, Aquaman. We didn't get too much of Aquaman. I mean, he. I mean, he was kind of doing his thing, just standing out on piers and shit. <laughs> Standing out on piers and stuff, you know, chilling and stuff. You know, we love some Jason Momoa, so... But you can tell he was having fun. Like, he's just a good guy. Um, I am not a Batman fan. Because, like, most of the stuff we get into is because of Batman. But I do like... Like here, like Stephen Wolf wouldn't even have showed up if Batman wasn't tripping and trying to be the big bad on the block and take out Superman. Like, dude, he's a god. What is wrong with you? Like, why? Like, you is just a rich dude. Like, go sit down somewhere. Your white privilege is showing and it's sickening. Like, that's what I get from him a lot of the time. Um, but, however... There was a line in the film where Batman was like, hey, yo, like, this is my fault. Let I have to try and fix it. You know what I mean? So I was just like, okay, okay, there we go. There we go. Start to heal some of the cracks in this franchise because Lord have mercy up until this point. I was just like, these movies are not connected. They're not well you know they're not character driven like oh my goodness it's just a lot going on here it's a lot so the movie is four hours and two minutes long however there's like it's really about three hours and 40 some minutes because the end credits is (laughs) is what pushes it over way over the four minute you know, or four hour mark. So I will say everybody named Mama has sung um, Cohen's Hallelujah. Even I've sung it, okay? But the version on the end credits, I mean, I have watched the movie twice, okay? That's how much I liked it, okay? I'm gonna be very honest. OMG, like that cover just destroyed me. I was like, girl, it's so visceral, it's raw, it's full of emotion and all the things. It's so good. Oh my goodness. If you have not watched it, I'm sure they're going to make it. And you know, you're not trying to pay, you know, the 16 bucks a month because that's how much it is. Um, with tax and everything. If you're not trying to do that, I'm sure that it is coming to like different streaming outlets, um, you know, early access kind of things, um, like they did with Wonder Woman. But when I say this thing is outperforming, it is outperforming. They got, I mean, their viewership went up, subscriptions went up, I mean, by a lot. Um, I did stay up and <laughs> now I watched part one because I did not. Well, I watched the first half um, the night it came out at midnight. And then I watched the other half the following like later on in the day because my ass went to sleep. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, I am not young like I used to be. <laughs> my body was like, what is you trying to do? Like, sis, listen to me very carefully. 
no, go to bed. Um, so <laughs> that was hilarious. But um, yeah, I'm expecting this to be. It is most definitely the film of the year, which brings me to um, the film event of the year, which brings me to like the reception of it. And for the most part, people love the movie. Like they're just like, yes, this is this is what, you know, what's the tea? There was a writer for The Hollywood Reporter and there was also a writer for Variety who both went um, if y'all don't continue this, you're doing yourself a disservice. Meaning, continue this, meaning, you know, continue the narrative. And that was a very pointed judgment of Warner Brothers and DC's handling of this universe. It has not been good. And I'm just like, I I feel like Warner is in this and they've always kind of been that guy that's like, hey, you know, I'm gonna put out the, I'm gonna put out the shits. I'm gonna put out the, you know, the, uh, the hits and that's cool, but you still have to have context to things. And this, this film was able to do that, like give context and you know, build characters and build a whole world. And then it was just like, and they, you know, Warner's like, we're not going to continue it. What? Why? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me, but it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Like, they're like, dude, this is what the DC could do. But y'all ain't, I don't understand it. I don't either. Like, that's the main thing here. And again, Zach is, keeps, you know, (laughs) going higher and higher on legend status because he is like, dude, I'm done. Like, I am not touching this anymore. I've done all that I could do, you know, um... And and that's it. I'm gonna go make some, <laughs> go make movies here and there and everywhere that I want to make now. Like I get it. And um, he, I, I just yeah. The reception's been really great. It's you know. I mean, some people are like you know. It's just you know. There's some bits about it <laughs> that it was just like. Mm. And I had those moments too. Like I was like. Why is y'all making Wonder Woman to be like, like that, like weak dog, like, mm. and then speaking of, so there, there is a fast track going on for Wonder Woman three, but Gal Gadot is pregnant. So, (laughs) um, which also brings me to, like, you know, the cast did react. Like, they was like, yes, this is what we wanted. This is what we wanted to see all them years ago. You know, this is, this is, you know. And Ray Fisher's like, thank you, God. Like, he's, like, exonerated. Because now we're seeing why he was really upset. <laughs> like, outside of being treated like crap, he was just diminished to nothing. So... <laughs> He's been exonerated and, you know, hopefully, you know, this helps his career. Um, 
more and which is awesome my only thing is like the part that I didn't really understand was the epilogue like the extended bit of the epilogue like with and I'm not gonna spoil anything it's just there's some bits in it that I was just like I'm not so there's not gonna be sequels so why are these I I don't know um (coughs) excuse me so yeah that was my only thing like I was just like there was some parts to it that I was just like "Mm," but that the epilogue extended part was just like yo yo dog (laughs) so my rating of the Justice League or Zack Snyder's Justice League is definitely a 4.9 snaps out of 5 like I said I you know I start high and then I subtract um, when something pulls me out and that only really happened like in the extended epilogue for sure and that was it so I had a blast watching it um, I'm sure I'm going to be watching it again. It's so good. I'm so proud of everybody involved and everybody that pushed for this film to be released. Like, I'm here for it. I'm so glad that we're able to be blessed with it. And I'm just excited to see everybody move on because I just feel like there was just, there's just too much bad blood there. <laughs> And that's that. So, yeah, that's my little spoiler free (laughs) review of the Justice League. So, next up is the 2021 Oscars for the year of 2020 and also into 2021. They did extend the viewing um, window or what do you call it? qualification window to like March like no it was like February 24th or 28th like they had a long time like they had like an extra like two some months y'all to qualify and the only film that really benefited from that window was Judas and the Black Messiah it is the first film to be produced by an all-black crew or, um, yeah, an all-black production crew. Um, First time that's happened, um, which is just sad. Not that there have not been films that have that, but this is the first time one has been nominated, which, again, is sad. Like I said in my intro, it's like... (sighs) Of course, I'm still going to cover these, but these Oscars feel so like, yay, and then nay at the same time, darling. Like, I was just like, what the, where, okay. The Five Bloods, I believe, only got one nomination for... There's, that's it. Um, Everybody, mama was mad. They was like, what? Why Delroy didn't get nominated? Why? And and here's where 
the transparency we're we're always every year we're talking about oh my god y'all so white it's because y'all being the oscars (laughs) y'all it's so white it's because we're i need transparency here not only do i want to know who are on these committees I want to know how long they've been on these communities. I want to know what they are doing in the artistic um, sector to even be on that committee. Because, okay, and I kind of broke this down in a previous episode of how this how this typically works. How these nominations are, are generated. Um, you get a short list, right? And actually, okay, so say you're on a board, okay? And a lot of these people are on the board. So a lot of these directors, actors, producers, writers are on these boards, okay? So um, of the academy or the, um, of the arts and science, blah, 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 okay? So when you're on those boards... You can sign up for um, different voting, um, different voting, like, uh, it's like sub board. So you have the major board and then you have these sub boards where you can be a part of those. (laughs) But my thing is, I'm like, well, who is on these boards? And because there is no way in the hell that Delroy should not have been nominated. No way in hell should he not have been nominated. Nor no way in hell should the Five Bloods only have gotten one sound editing nomination. Okay? Like there's no way that should have happened. It should have been nominated for Best Film, and it should have been nominated for Best Director. And in the olden days, that's how things would typically line up. If you were nominated for Best Director, your film was automatically um, nominated for Best Picture. (sighs) Okay, so these subboards, they get these short lists of you know contenders for whatever board you're on so you have an actor's board sub board you have a another board under that which is those all broken up um you know best actor best actress best supporting best supporting you know things like that then you have the best film sub board you have the best director subboard you know and all of these things best costuming things like that so you get these lists you get the these these short lists of all the things and i know the five bloods was on there <laughs> so i'm like but this is where i need people to really start to demand transparency is in the big big nominations which are you know best film and best director 
those are the two that are the ones, you know. And so, I want to know who is on those boards. Who is on those voting committees? Because, again, there's no way that film should have been overlooked. While a film like Promising Young Woman is thrust up into, you know, into the... Into that category. And the thing is here. Um, no, uh, Hollywood. Has got to get past. This. This gift giving. These promotions. These. All of this like money. That is thrown at these members. To sway their vote. It has got to get rid of that. Because we're trying to get rid of that in the real world. In, in the politics, okay? We really are. Like, there's there's laws and <sighs> passages that are, you know, trying to, trying to get through to just knock this lobbying stuff off. And so what Hollywood does, it needs to stop. Because what happens is you disenfranchise large members or large numbers of the viewing community. Because, hey, black folks, brown folks, we make up a large amount (laughs) of the viewership here. And so when y'all sit there... And do bum stuff like not nominate the Five Bloods, not nominate Regina King, and One Night in Miami. When you do stuff like that, what you do is you disenfranchise a large number of your viewership. That's one. And then you also are restricting access for uh, for that viewership and you're restricting um, upward mobility and stock for you know those individuals like Regina like Spike like you know you're restricting access but what they are running into and this is the casualty these two individuals for sure and their films are casualties of a war that is going on in Hollywood and them trying to hold on to this old way of thinking and being when that is no longer what is supported by the viewership and that doesn't I'm talking white and black and brown viewership we no longer are just going to movies to see things even before the panoramic happened because we can't say the word no more y'all we get flagged um so even before that happened we were watching stuff on netflix we were watching stuff on amazon and so when you look at what is nominated those films are not tied heavily to Netflix or to um, to the streaming giants. 
they're tied to old Hollywood. So they're tied to, you know, going to the movies and seeing this stuff. And I'm like, hey, hey, y'all, hey. <laughs> no, that's not going to work for me. Um, the reason Judas and the Black Messiah was able to burst through is because um, they went the Sundance route. And... Which is unfair because one night in Miami went the Venice film route. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like it just, oh my God, it's just a mess. And when I, when I was saying earlier about I need to see who is on these voting committees for best picture and director, I want to see it. And I have, in my heart of hearts, I have this feeling that these people were not nominated because their films were on streaming services and made available on streaming services and platforms. It didn't go the normal route. And I was just like, are you kidding me? So you're telling me that Promising Young Woman is better than Defy Bloods? One Night in Miami? That's what y'all telling me? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, I'm. that's all I'm going to say on the Oscars right now. Of course, <clears throat> um, like two weeks or so before... They pop off. I do like a a kind of countdown, and you know we kind of go over like each nominee for certain categories, and I will for sure be breaking this down even further. Um, I when that when I start to do that is when I start to get into the messaging behind. And the context behind these films and why they're nominated. Because it's all about narrative, okay? And what Hollywood is trying to push out as, well, this is this is the thing. This is what we're going to talk about. This is going to be the next big thing. The, however, with these nominees, it's, it's very, it's very sad. Like, I was just like... Now the acting ones, I was I was cool on, you know. I was kind of sad I didn't see Zendaya nominated for Best Actress. I think she should have been. I know she was on the short list um, for Best Actress or Best Lead Actress in a Drama um, on many, 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 <laughs> um, many, many, many lists, but she didn't make it, and I was. I was very sad because I was like, yeah, you know, <sighs> it's like they trying, but at the same time, they doing it with a hand behind their back kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, nah, y'all do better. And y'all know y'all can do better. That's, that's why this is frustrating. So yes, that's all I have to say about the Oscars right now. Um, <laughs> like I said, we'll get more into these. Um, and 
I, I just have my feelings already. All right. So y'all can already tell I got feelings about it. But all right, y'all. Taking a break. Come back. I want to talk about this Aretha Franklin biopic thing going on. Okay. <sighs> y'all. Okay, so I actually am enjoying the genius um, Aretha series that is on. It's only three episodes, so it's not like they are doing a full span of her. They are, but not in that way, okay, that we're used to seeing things. And... Everybody and they mama wants to have something negative to say. And that's a reflection of the person. That's not a reflection of the of the work that's being done. And like I said, I I am enjoying it. It's on Hulu. Um I'm enjoying it. I'm there's things I'm finding out that I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Um, hmm. You know, there, and there's some stuff. Like, I'm just like, oh, wow. But then it's like, you know, like I said, everybody has an opinion. But nobody really knows how to give. Not nobody, but very few people have the tact to express it in a way that is not damaging towards the cast and crew involved in making that so and we need to start being very careful about that if you don't like something just say you don't like it you don't have to give all of these Exposition, expositional like monologues as to why you don't and if you do feel the need to do that you better be Shakespeare with that monologue because otherwise you come off very harsh and like I said damaging towards the people involved in this series or in in whatever piece it is because these people are having to pay bills. These people are having to feed their family. And this is their craft. Okay? So chill. Like the stuff that I've been seeing. The negative aspects of it. Um, towards uh, Genius Aretha. Is just telling of where our community. Uh, the black community is. Like, there are so many fractions. So many fractions. And the first one that I will talk about, the first fraction is that her estate, a.k.a. her family, Aretha's family, is like, it's so disrespectful and blah, 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 blah. And then it was like, okay, you know, I, I read it and I said, okay, that's that's how they feel. But then I read a second uh, interview, and I and when I first heard that they was like, "Don't watch it, boycott it," blah 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 blah, and I was just like, "Oh my God, wait, 
why? And the first thing that came to me was money. This is all about money. And it is. Um, they weren't compensated the way they wanted to be compensated. Um, I don't know how much they was asking, but the negotiations did not go the way that I don't think either party wanted. But I feel like Nat Geo was like, hey, we do, we putting this out. So, you know, we still going to claim that y'all helped with this. Um, but we're putting this story out. With or without your blessing. And so they put it out without their blessing. And you have all of these fractions amongst the black community coming out. Being like, oh my God, the stuff that is being said is just horrendous. Okay. So. This one of the, the, the second part of, of these fractions is that many people are like, I don't like Cynthia Revo. She shouldn't be playing. <laughs> she shouldn't be playing a black American person because she's British. She's a black British woman. And I just sat there and I I couldn't believe that what I was hearing. And I'm like, are are you are you serious right now? And not to get on my soapbox because I'm a child. But I was like, this is a direct effect of white supremacy in the black community. Cause we do stuff. We do stuff that is just so outside of what is normal and what is like not even normal but what should be acceptable like the stuff we do and I'm just like and this is one of them and I'm like if y'all don't go sit y'all this is what I'm talking about when I say if you don't want to watch it cool say that you don't have to tear down the individual because you have to justify why you don't want to watch something that actually you seem to want to watch. <laughs> Not only is Cynthia really coming into her her form because she can blow the house down singing, child. Oh my God, she can blow the house down. And she's doing so in this film or in this series. But if you cannot remove that 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 lid of white supremacy, that cap of it, that this justification of well she I'm not gonna watch it cause cause she's a British black British woman that is so bump like get out of here that is not cool that is not cool and for me as a creative as a director, as a casting agent, 
Um, it's who fills the role and who can make me feel it. Huh? That's what this is about. And that is what, and especially when we're talking about black folk, what is wrong with you? Like, I, I can't, I cannot. And I, and I think it's, of, of course, also a lot of sexism because <laughs> the, <laughs> people said that about Daniel Kalua with the Black Messiah. They did. But they didn't go as, as hard as they did with Cynthia. And she has been gracious. She has been very positive um, and forthcoming and respectful to the same people who are out here dogging her. And I was like, that is like I said earlier, that is telling of the person and not of the series. The series is is great. Like it is really, really good. It's engaging. Like I said, I'm learning things I didn't know. And I'm just like, guys, this is not cool. So this is this is something that the black community has to really make peace with and move on. Because a lot of it I feel is are like these stigmas of how, you know, in the 16, 17, 1800s, black, um, black, uh, or, you know, black British <laughs> citizens were seen as different than us. And they're really not. They struggled just the same as we did if not harder we don't know because the history around them has been so shrouded and diminished but they went through some stuff too and so to sit there and say that this particular person can't play a role because they're British is is really asinine and it's really not cool um, and again, what they're doing is tearing down the person instead of just being like, hey, yo, I'm just not going to watch it and leave it at that. Like this whole thing of being like, I have to, you know, I, ah, no, sometimes you don't have the right to say anything. Sometimes just going, hey, yo, that's not for me. And leaving it at that is the best thing you can do. And that is called tact. Okay? And I will be very honest. I actually love how the cast, how the crew is being right now. With all of this criticism, they're being gracious. They're being positive. They like, hey, yo, no. This had to be told in the way that it was told. And, you know, the of uh, Aretha Franklin is set to come out later on in the year. I'm going to be very honest. I'm, I love J-Hud. I don't think she's that great of an actress, but I still support her. 
But with how nasty she has been towards Genius, I'm like, okay, yeah, no. So what we not gonna do is act like we are on the top of whatever precipice (laughs) of Hollywood stardom and be trying to tear down another black woman. What we're not gonna do is that. And so I'm gonna watch the movie. You know I'm gonna watch it. Aretha is like, oh my God to me, right? But it's just the nastiness going on. And I'm just like the negativity. And if you don't know, now you know. I hate it. (laughs) I will disengage from any kind of toxic vibe. I will just be like, hey, yo, I'm out. Not give no kind of context or nothing. Just I'm done. I will cut people off and be done. Listen, I don't deal with it. I don't, I don't have time for it. And um, so, yeah, the fact that all of that is going on, you know, to detract from something that's actually really good and very informative um, is really messed up. Like, uh, and it's all about money. It's all about money. It all stems from money because... That's that's our world, right? Like, dang, y'all. So, yeah, go check it out. I still have to watch the third and final episode. I hate, like, having to go uh, say goodbye, you know, to learning about Aretha so soon. But, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to watch it and just, you know. But it's really good. Courtney B. Vance is in it. He plays her dad. Um, There's a lot of talent in this movie. Um, I just didn't know she struggled so much and like she was, oh man, I want to say so much, but I won't, I will not. Um, but she persevered and she, you know, became like who she became, which is, you know, legend. But what this show does is give meat as to why she's a damn genius because she was there was just ways she would sing there was ways that you know she would construct her songs like i i didn't know like she was literally literally the one behind the mic going ayo she was conducting things she was doing all of these things and for people to sit there and be very blase and very negative about that lets you know it's very telling about the person and how they see a black woman um genius watch it (laughs) it's so good it's on hulu um you need to watch it's so good so in closing i just want to like say hang in there y'all like you know we're heading into a into the new year and this is officially you know april is officially like the um restart uh of the new year um when we're talking about like astrology and things like that and astronomy it's literally like in april is where everything really goes into 
a renew, a new and a renew year. So if you find yourself questioning yourself and doing all those things right now, it's because you're gearing up to go into a new phase. Um, and especially with the year we just had with the panorama. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so bad. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, and then some, just some little tidbits that I've been, you know, that I was looking at. Um, Issa Rae signed an eight figure five year deal with HBO Warner Brothers. Um, some people are like, it's looking like about $40 million. Um, I said, get it. (laughs) I ain't mad. I ain't mad. Get it. All right. And then, um, some films that I was able to see during this time coming to America. I loved it. (laughs) <laughs> I loved it. I just had a good time. It was just uh, it was like just meeting with family and just having a good time with that. I really did. I liked Raya and The Last Dragon as well. Um I'm still digesting Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so but just like WandaVision, I do a series recap. I don't do an episode one just because like no and I think it's only six episodes so I'll just wait <laughs> but it got the action for you though that's for sure it, it, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I was like what else did I watch or am watching I think that's it yeah yeah so just take care of yourself as best you can I know it's rough you know, and everybody has their different degrees of rough. But, you know, like I did, I took some time off. I needed to take time off. And so that's what I did. I had the freedom to do that. And I just wish, you know, that everybody could make that choice or have that ability to just take time off and just get themselves ready for you know what's coming you know because it's gonna be a good experience you just gotta open yourself up for it right like me doing all of this ugh, scary as hell but (laughs) i did it anyway and i'm gonna keep keep at it um so yes drop a line on you know a series or a movie you want me to watch or you know, I kind of watch a lot of stuff, so <laughs> I'm all over the place. Um, I did watch Willie's Wonderland, and I loved it. Like, it's one of my favorite movies now. I just, I love all types of movies, okay? This, like, yeah, it's so, yeah. Um, I'm going to sign off. You guys have a great rest of your week, weekend, and I'm going to start breaking down these Oscars, child. That's all I'm going to say about it. (laughs) Peace, love, and hair grease out.